to episode 36 of the Cop Talk Podcast. I'm once again joined by nobody, except for Jim. So what's up, Jim? Uh, this one would be called the Perfect 36. Is it? Uh, mainly because uh, Mark and Ed aren't here, so yeah. I'm thinking it's perfect. So basically... I wasn't thinking of anything else. Basically, we've been totally deserted. Not really. Oh, so you're really saying that the only true two people that hold the show together are us. I'm thinking you got the A team tonight, and then uh, uh, when the others are here, you're mixed in with the B team. So, uh, perfect 36. It's like A and B shift. Yep. <laughs> well, if those guys do show up, we'll add them in. But uh, at this rate, I All think right. they're both uh, totally not going to. Um, I guess we I can think dive. Mark's uh, turning in uh, aluminum cans. Uh, it's his last day of vacation, and he's trying to supplement there. And who knows what Ed's doing? Ed's probably... Uh, Shooting machine guns. Talking his way out of being in custody. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, or shooting Maybe he's riding a Honda somewhere, and uh, maybe he's with the Iron Maidens doing their toenails or something. I don't know. (laughs) The Iron Maidens. Oh, that's just wrong. All right, so what do you want to do? Since we have a pile of notes, we might as well just do whatever we want, huh? You know, I don't know what Mark was going to talk about. Usually he comes up with uh, the oddest stories you could ever imagine, but uh, why don't we take – we'll save that for Mark and – and uh, take some of the readers' questions, and we'll answer them the best we can with the two of us. Yeah, that sounds good. And since we're both not lawyers, it's going to be difficult on some of these, but we we can always defer to uh, the legal department, who is definitely you can't dazzle not. them with uh, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with BS. I forgot <laughs> how that saying goes, but I saw it on a bumper sticker. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, we'll do well, that. Well, we got a few. We got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five questions. So we might as well just run through them and see what the heck we can do. So the first one is going to be um, if the, (laughs) this is actually pretty good. If the police break down your door, do they have to pay for it? That's a good question. Have you broken, have you broken down any doors? You know, I've I've broken a few down in in my time. I'm pretty sure you, know, you and I think you and I broke down a door once. <laughs> we we've, uh, but I think the one that you and I broke down, I I think the people actually uh, put a claim in with the city, and it was uh, it was taken care of. Really? I thought they gave us permission to break down the door. Uh, the owners? Yeah, because they were there. I don't remember. Like you said, there's been so many. Yeah, well, I try to break down my own door every day. Yeah, you know if it's a if it's a search warrant or something like that, I'm going to say no. But uh, you know, exigent circumstances. If you're acting in good faith, there there have been times where we've uh, tried to force entry into a, a house, like for a welfare check. Mm-hmm. Uh, a family member called about a, a elderly parent that they haven't heard of, you know, which is unusual. And we've done welfare checks uh, by trying to force entry into the residence. And there's only a couple times that I know of where. People actually put in a claim, uh, you know, to get the damage where we might have been a little at fault, but not completely at fault, but we took care of the damages. Right. So I could totally see it if we, like, went to the wrong house and broke down your door that we'd, exactly. we'd be paying for that. Yeah. So versus, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know that if I was hurt inside a house and you broke down my door, I wouldn't be trying to charge you for it. But, you know, I would just be happy you came in and saved my butt. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of like I, that. I wonder how that affects the fire department. I haven't, I haven't asked any of my fire department buddies yet. But I know they break down a lot of stuff. So you know, how do they? You know, if your house is on fire, 
not going to probably charge the fire department for saving your house. So, no, I'm thinking they're going to they're going to attach the door damage to to the fire to the damage, fire damage. So, yeah, when they yeah. cut through your roof with a saw. Yeah, and if it burns down to the foundation, no harm, no foul. Yeah, it's like you're even. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah, the, that's. Uh, you know, I think where that comes into play, though, I, I mean, it's actually not a bad question because uh, I, I think, especially for a lot of landlords, you know, they may rent to someone of uh, you know criminal character that they really didn't know about. And uh, the police independently uh, have all these complaints from neighbors and, and end up getting a search warrant and using the, uh, um, the key or that large iron ramming instrument on the door and shatter the door in the entryway, you know, when they make entry. Right. Um, that's something that really, uh, you know, the landlord ought to be going after the tenants. But if they're deadbeat tenants and uh, in custody, he's probably not going to get anything. So well, a landlord you- might. Go ahead. I was going to say, when you go on a call like that, usually don't you try to work with the, the management at the place or whatever to get some kind of key so that we don't have to force entry? Oh, by all means. But unless that's not unless it's a the, violent, violent deal. Yeah, if it's something of high risk, we're not going to do that, or if it's exigent circumstances. But, you know, when, when at all possible, especially for locations where there's actually a manager or, or a landowner on scene, then it makes it easy. But, you know, a lot of owners of properties live out of state from where the property actually is, and it's just not possible. Right. We'll see. Ed claims he's online, but I'm trying to call him. That's, you know, that's a good point. When, uh, when you rent property, you're actually responsible. You sign leases stating that you're responsible for the property. And if your actions cause the police to, uh, to come on there uh, lawfully and ram your door or break a window to gain access, I'm thinking that's, uh, that's the responsibility of the tenant. I would, I would assume it is, or I would assume any damage to the apartment is or the building or right. whatever you're renting. Right. And you punch a hole in a wall, you're responsible for that. If the police have to break down the wall because you're a crack dealer, you're responsible for that. Yeah. So, all right, let's, uh, we'll move on to the next question. Let's see here. So, oh, now this, this is actually a question that I think we might have to do a little bit more research on. Um, can a cop browse my phone if I'm arrested? So you get pulled over, you get arrested, your phone is there, it has all tons of information in it. Can you go through what's on that phone? Uh, I'm going to say yes. You know, if the phone's uh, used in, in um, the as part of the crime or the incident, then uh, it becomes, in, you know, evidence. And we talked about that, I think, last week, like, say, with the, uh, the BART incident. You know, all these people that want to pull up cell phones and start taking, uh, you know, video or, or photographs, that phone instantly becomes uh, evidence. So we, uh, right, we but, collect it. I mean, let's say you pull, you pull me over and you arrest me for, I don't know, whatever, some stupid thing that's not going to be, uh, uh, well, let's say I get up in your face and you take me for whatever obstructing justice 148 whatever you want to do so it's not technically that phone is not part of a crime unless i hit you with it so would you that that's i mean can you really go through the phone i mean i I don't see why i would have the right to go through that phone if it wasn't actually part of the crime if you weren't calling somebody or if it was text messages coming in from all your you know crackhead buddies or whatever 
I still don't know if we're, I mean, really? Have you? What, I mean, I guess the question is, is, I, I don't know. I don't know if you, we need a lawyer. I'd say for the most part, um, What's if that it didn't have anything to do. Oh, uh, Len, yeah, I know. Len uh, Tillum. Let's call Len. That's it. We should. We should get him on the show. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Then we'd really know. <laughs> Dude, he's a he's a pretty straight up guy. He might be interested in doing that. You know, just ask some of these legal questions because this is a pretty good one. But you know, my answer right now is if it's got something to do with the stop, then I'm going to use it to my advantage. You know, if if I think the guy is jacking me around with information, uh, I'm going to look in the phone. I mean, a lot of guys have mom, dad listed with phone numbers, and I'll call mom and dad and find out you know exactly who I have stopped or why they were driving mom or dad's car at you know three in the morning. Right and. Uh, now, you know, of, for those for those purposes to confirm uh, what someone may or may not have told me, then I'm going to use it. Right, but most of the time, if you ask somebody, "Hey, can I check out your phone?" and they, what, what are they going to say? Yes, uh, they're going to say, "Go ahead." Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize that 99 percent of the time, you, all you have to do is ask, and right. most people are totally open to be because they either are a well, completely idiots and don't know that they're going to get, you know, into trouble for something that that they just don't think that they're committing any crimes. And then, you know, B, you've got just people that don't care or don't know. And I think, I I don't know. I mean, I know we have a lot of questions that come in here about rights. And I think we have a couple tonight about what you're, you know, obligated to do when you're pulled over versus what, you know, and I think we have to sort of, I guess we have to sort of tiptoe around those a little bit. But then again, you know, there are certain things that you have to do, and there's other things that maybe you don't have to do. Well, let me ask you this. How many times have you stopped a guy at 2 in the morning who doesn't have any lawful business being where he's at, and uh, you've collected his wallet and gone through his wallet, either for ID or emergency contact numbers or anything else? Right. You know, the, the cell phones or iPhones are almost an extension of having a wallet. Right. And there's nothing that pr- prohibit it prohibits us from looking through a wallet um, unless we don't have justifiable cause to do so. So the phone, I think, falls, yeah, but falls I mean, you under look that at, same category. You look at a phone, I mean, a phone in some cases, or in many cases, I know with my phone, it links into literally your entire life. It links into Facebook, it links into your email, it links into videos and and pictures you've taken. And God, you know, we all know criminals love to take pictures of the stuff that they're doing. You, you could have a whole case sitting in a phone. Well, if I take a guy's phone, take a picture of him with his own phone and face on, and put on his Facebook account, can't talk right now, being arrested, you know, I might get into some trouble for that. But, you know, yes, instead of I, saying S- I do S- believe you would be uh, in some trouble. <laughs> you know, at Samioni's having grilled shrimp, you know, at Starbucks having coffee. Um, Getting arrested. You know, just, Thank you. Have a nice day. Right. Hey, hang on just a second. My partner's calling in. Hang on. You there, Brett? Oh uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, it's nice. To, so it's nice for you to join us back now. No, it's, I'm working while I'm uh, on my day off. So. Oh, that's good. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. So yes. So to sum it up, can a cop browse my phone if I'm arrested? So that that question is pretty. That question deals with arrest. So I think a lot of people have asked the same question about, can a cop browse my phone on a traffic stop? And I do believe I have heard and seen news stories about this out there where 
cops have specialized um, phone readers where they're actually downloading information off the phone at traffic stops. And I got to tell you, I, ugh, first, I don't think we'd ever do that. But secondly, I'm assuming if this if those stories are correct, that that's kind of strange to me. That's uh, I mean, if you're asking me, that's that borders on uh, on a invasion of privacy, right? You know, especially on a traffic stop. You know, why are you stopping the guy? If, if you're stopping the guy because he's involved in an investigation for dope sales or something like that, that's entirely different. But right. more than likely, you're going to have a warrant to obtain that kind of information. I, I can't see stopping a guy for running a red light and uh, and downloading all the information in his phone, just fishing to see if something's usable there. Right. I think and that I, would open the doors for a lot of legal going problems. court on that. Yep. Oh man, I mean that would just be nothing but problems. Well, maybe we'll get some other opinions on that through uh, through the grapevine too. All right, so the third question is going to be: If you are pulled over by a police officer, what is the minimum required level of compliance? And that's a, another interesting question. It has, I mean, I, I guess the question is: Is what is it? Is there a minimum level of compliance? Uh, I, I guess you I don't need any- to technically comply at all. Well, if you don't, you're going to go to jail. Right, but that would be level one. No compliance equals go to jail. Maybe this should say, what is the minimum required level of compliance to not get arrested? Well, I, I mean, you don't have to say anything to the cop. You know, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to say, hey, do you know why I stopped you? And you could just look at me and stare with me as, you know, with a blank stare. And that's fine if you don't want to talk to me or you hate cops. But when I ask you for your license, registration, and proof of insurance, uh, you're expected to provide that to me. And if you don't, then we're going to have a bigger problem. And if you do, then I'm going to walk back to my car and, uh, and write the ticket and then come back. I'm going to explain to you what what the ticket's for and when your court date is and that your signature is not an admission of guilt, but a promise to appear and take care of the matter with the court. And I'm going to point where to sign and you sign your name. You don't have to say a word to me. But if you fail to comply with that and refuse to sign the citation, then uh, uh, then you're going to end up in the back of the patrol car getting booked for something stupid, and it's because you did not comply. So right. I'd say the, the basic level of compliance would be uh, acknowledging uh, why you get stopped and providing the information requested, being your ID, your uh, registration, and your insurance. And uh, if a cop asks you a question for a, a lawful reason, like, is this your current address? You know, because a lot of people don't update their address. That's right. a that's a reasonable question for an officer to ask. And if someone wants to be stupid and, and play the do not answer game uh, to where you're interfering with the officer uh, affecting his duties, then that opens up a door for another whole charge. So, right. So, you know, the answer to that, that is answer the cop in the questions that he asked pertaining to the stop. Provide the information, sign the ticket, and you'll be on your way. And if not, then you're going to be on your way in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, where you where you weren't planning on going that evening. All right, let's see here. Uh, fourth question: Do passengers need to provide ID? Can they search your car? Do you need to answer their questions? So that is actually part of this first. Let's let's roll that into this other question. So let's let's just read this. If you are pulled over by a police officer, what is the minimum required level of compliance? We answered. Do passengers need to provide ID? Can they search your car? 
And do you need to answer that question? So let's do, do passengers need to provide ID? I would say uh, not unless asked. Okay. So you know, the, the, the car you pull over for speeding at, uh, at four in the afternoon and commute traffic that's posing a hazard to all the other motorists, then I'd say no. Uh, the car you pull over at two in the morning in the neighborhood, obviously without business for being there, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna identify the occupants uh, and fill out uh, FI cards or field interview cards so that we know why these people were in that neighborhood on that date and time. Right. Um, so the one at four in the morning really wouldn't be lawful unless the uh, cop had a reason to ask. The one at Tim, uh, where there's suspicious circumstances involved, then yes, they would be required to show ID. So it's really based per situation on the occupants, on the occupants' attitudes or attitude problems, uh, other you know extenuating circumstances or issues that are going on in the neighborhood that they're in. But the answer, let's just jump back into this. So basically, we're back. Um, Jim decided to fall out of his house or boat, and Ed has joined us. So welcome, Ed. I think. I know. Yes, I'm still here. Oh, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah I'm, we, just, I'm, I'm uh, reading some of the uh, show notes. If we lose one more person in this show tonight, I'm just going to shut it off and run away. So to go back to the last three questions that we had, and Ed, to bring you up to speed, um, basically about, we had about a, the shower? A, a set of questions that uh, if you're pulled over by a police officer, what is the minimum required level of compliance? We got that solved. Um, do your passengers need to provide ID? Jim said yes. Something like, or I'll shoot you. Uh, and then, can <laughs> can the cops search your car? Is what we're up to now. So, Jim, hey, would, you know, I'd like start? to hear Ed's. Uh, that's actually a good question on on the passengers. I'd like to hear uh, Ed's take on that. Well, when I was in there, if if they were not wearing their seatbelts, they're in violation of some law, um, or there were some furtive movements in the back seat when you were pulling them over, and you had reason to to identify them. Yeah, you could ask for their ID. Um, but other than that, it was kind of it was kind of shady. Then, of course, things have changed so much in the last ten years that um, it's it's almost um, uh, you can you can check their ID for no apparent reason at all. It seems like. Well, and if well, they, I was telling I was telling Brent, you know, if you stop a car at four four in the afternoon for speeding uh, with a carload of people on it, you, you're not going to be inclined to uh, identify the passengers. You're dealing with the the moving violation. But at two in the morning with a carload of idiots, obviously, that don't belong in that area, and you stop the car, then you pretty much have a right to identify who's who's cruising the neighborhoods that time of morning. Yeah, especially if your driver comes back without a license and all that, and you need to find somebody with a license and and all that. But uh, if, where I used to work, you, you would get frowned on if you went 29 on 5, you know, 3 in the morning, and everybody else is down paper. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a totally different problem. <laughs> I used to get whacked for that all the time. Jim would Jim would happily run out all forty of those people. I used to try to too, but uh, I used to get uh, used to get chewed out quite often. Poor. Dispatcher. That's about the time all the dispatchers got happy when MDCs went in the cars. Oh man, no kidding. All right, so can can the cops search your car? If he's got legal reason, okay. yeah. You know, if, What's a what's I a mean, legal what's a legal reason of why I could search your car? Well, God knows with your car it could be anything. 
uh, I pull you over. You don't have a license or ID, and uh, I'm going to search your car, uh, primarily the glove box front compartment, to see if there's registration or proof of uh, your identity. And parole. Yeah, well, parole. Then it, that's a whole different ball game. Because then you're yeah, pretty. Yeah. Then you pretty much it's you've lost all your rights to everything. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of terms of parole or uh, probation, you're subject to search uh, right. and your vehicle and your, uh, you know, where you reside. Or, or yeah, you establish he doesn't have an ID. He doesn't have an ID. You can actually tow his car per what used to be what uh, CBC to it was uh, twenty six seven zero two or something. You could detain him for up to three hours to do uh, find his uh, to uh, to actually take him to the station and fingerprint him so you can get his ID. And you could tow his car under that authority. I forgot what the authority was, but we never did it there because we didn't have time for that kind of stuff. That's that's if you um, can't that if the person could not provide ID, right? Right, right, right. So you they don't give know you who some, the heck you the know, person is. Yeah, exactly. Or they don't want to tell you, or they tell you and it's not true, or they don't have ID, right? So <laughs> yeah, you, know, you go down the road where they give you two different social security numbers, right? You know, the the driver's license comes over dispatch doesn't match his eye color, hair color. You know, you're playing that game all night long. Yeah, pretty much like any time anybody pulls Jim over. <laughs> exactly. Good, good You know, answer. the whole thing comes down to, with everything else, I mean, these are all good questions, but it's all probable cause. You okay, know, the guy so, you pull over at 4 in the afternoon and you say, hey, can I search your car? And if he says no, then you really can't unless you have probable cause to do so. If you stop a car and you smell marijuana in there and I ask the dude, hey, dude, you got dope in the car? And he says no. Can I search your car? And he says, no, I'm searching the car. He's right. going to come out. He's going to get cuffed. He's going to get stuffed in the back of my car, and I'm going uh, to search his car legally because I smell marijuana. Right. Based on your experiences with marijuana? I mean training? Training and experience. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> hey, no, Jim, Mark, is, that a, is that an infraction now, driving uh, um with marijuana in the cars and misdemeanor or what? Well, it's an infraction. Yeah, still an infraction. Yeah, I anything it, uh, less than an ounce or less. Yeah, I'll be I'll be I, amazed if it's even a law anytime soon. Yeah, I'm wondering with the medicinal marijuana in California now. How do you guys handle that with the? Uh, you pull a guy over, he's smoking weed. Yeah, does the impairment factor still fall on a DUI? I don't think oh, you yeah, can definitely. be smoking weed while you're driving. Now, that, that medicinal crap, which I think is a big friggin' smoke and mirrors thing anyway, um, you know, it, it's clearly staged. You know, that's for use in your home for your ailment, not for friggin' Friday night parties or driving down the road or anything else. So, <laughs> also, uh, it does if you got back pain, yeah, there, if you there got are back pain or glaucoma that's bothering you on a Friday night, make sure you're at your house and not partying with uh, with a bunch of other people. Because when you pull out that little medicinal card uh, and wave it in front of my face, it doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> Have you, you seen a lot of those? I apparently fall off the planet. Uh, yeah. And oh, it's, there you we know, Are you there? It's delayed answers. Yeah, yeah by very Jim. seldom is it. Oh, sorry. No, my no, bad. No, go ahead. What? You you said you saw them or no? Yeah, very seldom is it older people that actually have, uh, you know, real ailments. It's friggin' young kids that are in high school that uh, are claiming they're half blind. Uh, you know, they have arthritis or whatever. You know, it's BS. <laughs> 
I'm half blind driving a car. Here's yeah. my card. And I have really bad uh, arthritis. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last part of that question is, do you, as in the driver of the car, need to answer any questions that the cop asks? I think I've already... I kind of already answered that in that previous question. You know, so, you can keep it to the bare minimum, but, uh, you know, if the cop asks you questions like, what's your name, uh, and you have your light, you know, you're holding his driver's license and the picture doesn't look anything like him, you know, you have a right to ask him, hey, what's your real name? And if the guy doesn't answer, then he's, he's jacking you around, which opens other doors, like I explained before. But let's say, so let's say on most of your stops, do you base part of your stop on the attitude of the driver? always Hmm. so if the guy doesn't talk to you at all it's pretty much going to probably be not a very good contact that goes out of the realm of a normal car stop right yeah usually people have a lot to talk to us about yeah they do openly usually in loud voices yeah but uh yeah i i mean with all with the cars i've stopped with the cars i mean you've made thousands of car stops you know it I guess it comes down to, you know, attitude and not lying, I it, I think, is the biggest issue. So many people just straight up just lie right from the start. Well, every, everybody lies, but and those are the ones that get tickets. But, right. you know, if you're a good cop, you develop the ability to sense when someone's being straight up with you based on their mannerisms or how they're talking. And, and uh, you know, there's actions that you consider normal on a car stop. You stop the car, you know, the first thing you're going to hear when you walk up there is, what did I do, officer? And then you'll tell them, hey, I stopped you for this. Uh, I need to see your license, registration, proof of insurance. You know, the the real sharp guy uh, that's with it, you know, will say, hey, it's in the glove box. Can I open the glove box up? Because he knows officers are uh, worried about their safety. You know, or some dude might be fumbling around in the center console, but he's complying with what you're asking. The dude that's just staring at you with hate, not reacting to what you're saying, you know, that causes red flags to go up, and you, you uh, treat it accordingly. Right. All right, so, the uh, Ed, you have anything to add or no? Yeah, well, it's the same thing where you walk up and you ask the guy for his license, and he starts fumbling around, pretending he's looking for it in his wallet. Oh, wait a minute, maybe see my other pocket. You know full well where your license is at if you got one. You know, the guys just the, the delay games and all the uh, identification games and that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. I, I, like it where, I like it where you say, hey, you have a driver's license, and their eyes immediately go up and to the left, and then their first thing is, uh, and, and then you're getting ready for the BS to spill out of the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost comical. Yeah, it really is. You know, if you, if you could only remember all the stories and lies you get every all the time you make car stops. You could write a book on it. Maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just like, uh, yeah, that's God, the, the stories that could be told. Excuses when you get pulled over, the book. So Speaking of which, there is a book called Cop Talk with that very topic in there, 288 pages written just for you so that you don't have to be talked about on this show. <laughs> and if you send any good question, Brent's going to send you a free copy of the book, which retails for Brent. A lot. 19-something, 29 whatever. He'll send you a free book. <laughs> you got, I'm, I'm glad you're doing the pitch for that. <laughs> I don't it's, do the finances, so I'm, I'm lost. It's more in one spot than the other. That's the that's the cost of the book. What is it, 25, 29, I 19? Think what is special, it now? I think we have a special on the site for 19-something. Oh, okay. So I don't think we ever took down the special from Christmas. 
Ah, let's keep it rolling. A few more months, it'll be Christmas again. Yeah, it's, that's it. It really cuts down the amount of work I need to do on the site. <laughs> so, Got it, man. All right. So the the last question in here is uh, is a good one. How can you verify the identity of someone who claims to be a police officer? I would assume this is not the fully uniformed guy in a marked car that comes up, you know, badge and the whole deal. But I know we've had issues with that too. So that's a good question. Whoever wants to start it, go ahead. You know, it's a, it's a little dicey with some of the headlines that you're reading. All peace officers are required to carry their police ID on their person. And uh, I usually keep mine in my wallet in my, in my police vehicle. But you're required to have that, not just a badge with your name on it. You know, if, if, if someone says, hey, what's your ID? And you point to your badge, it's right there, jackass. That doesn't cover it. You know, you're required to show your police ID if, if, if asked. But there's so many stories, and there was one just last week where another dude was, was uh, impersonating a cop and had red and blue lights on his car and was stopping women at night. I, I don't know if I would take on someone like that on a dark road and, and say, I'd like to see your ID, please. You know, I'd, I'd uh, like we talked about on a previous show, you know, drive to a public place maybe call uh, the local police agency saying, hey, I'm being followed by a car that really doesn't look like a police car, but it's got red and blue lights, and, you know, I, I want to make sure it's a it's a real officer, you know, and, and uh, go by what the dispatcher tells you. But um, a lot of these idiots that are impersonating cops are making this a real issue. So if you were in that, if you were in that situation where somebody's not pulling over, they're driving along, they're on the cell phone talking, which is obviously a problem in california since it's illegal so hopefully they have a bluetooth in their head somewhere but when it comes down to it if you got that call from dispatch and dispatch is saying hey are you following so and such and you say yes tell them to pull over would that change your attitude when you go up to the door of the car or would you would that be considered something that they should have done that person in the car it's not going to change my attitude. I mean, I can understand after, you know, if dispatch comes on and says, hey, the unit following a vehicle on whatever Main Street, you know, answer up. You know, when right. I answer up, yep. uh, the person's the person's uneasy uh, that you're not an officer, uh, you know, we're going to tell them to pull over at the next public lot, you know, or whatever. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm going to tell dispatch when the dude isn't pulling over, hey, I've got a slow failure to yield. You know, the right. person isn't going to be doing 100 to get away from me. The person's going to be driving <laughs> normal but, but not stopping. When, when they jack the speed up, then that becomes an entirely different. Uh, yeah, we call that a uh, clue. Yeah. Yeah, we, we call that a clue, and, and uh, ignorance isn't a factor in the law. So if they're going to be that stupid, they got what they got coming. But I gotta get you know, the guy driving, the guy driving normal, you know, he's going to be treated a little differently by the officer because we want to know, hey, why isn't this dude stopping? Well, it is. Uh, it's an interesting. It's an interesting problem because you know, starting this year, we have three brand new looking police cars. So yeah. you know, it's going to be. It's not the old school Crown Vic anymore. It's three totally different looking cars. So maybe some people are just not going to understand. I mean, I would hope that if it has a light bar and it says police on the side, that you're going to pull over. But you know, then again, a lot of these unmarks and some new rules in California, at least here, about vehicle colors. You know, these cars are becoming more and more undercover looking. And can still run traffic and do all that type of stuff. So, it's it's an interesting problem. Maybe we'll see what, more. What, of uh, who, what, what is it? The SO running three different kind of cars? No, but uh, Chevy, 
has the new Caprice. Uh, Ford has a brand new Interceptor-looking car, not that doesn't look like a Crown Vic. And you know the, these chassis are getting smaller, and the Charger. So there's you know three different styles of car that people aren't used to really right, seeing. Right, right. So you know, okay. I, I could see it. I could see it becoming well. A, I can see our tickets going way up because nobody's going to know their cop cars on the street. But then B, I can see that people you know aren't going to know that there's those are cop cars. I mean, I saw right, an all right. I saw an all silver cop car yesterday. So hmm. that's not normal. And you know, it used to be that California clearly you had to have some kind of white on the door and you know or white vehicle to do traffic. And now that rule is no longer uh, valid. So. Right. So it's just one of those you know, changes. A, a lot of this almost pertains to what I said earlier, the time of day. You know, during broad daylight, you're not going to be uh, as worried about it, especially if you're a motorist being pulled over. But right. at night, you know, in remote areas, then, yeah, there should be uh, heightened awareness. But, I mean, there's and there's undercover cars and there's trucks with, you know, police trucks. There's all kinds of different things. So, you know, you just yep. got to you gotta play it out and, you know not be an idiot i guess is what it comes down to you have to you know understand what's going on and hopefully not try to you know hand us your medical marijuana card as your id <laughs> exactly get, get out of the car and rush the officer that's a that don't ever do that i made that mistake as a kid not rushed him but walked up to the car and i yeah. almost got my butt shot quick yeah. order i got a ticket for that not for the walking up there but for being an idiot Right. That was a long time ago. And you're still an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. The only uh, bigger the only bigger idiot's the guy who's not here, Mark. <laughs> so do we want to so what's he is he enjoying the luxury of his new mansion? I don't know. I who knows. Nah, he's on. he's in some contest tonight. He's in a cross dressing contest <laughs> and they've got the best leg contest or something. I don't know. My last night of vacation he's, spent he's, yes, in a cross dressing contest. He should yes. do pretty well on that. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> I think he'd be a pro. I'm just saying. So so I guess for tonight we can cut this show a little bit short. Um, I'll try to patch this thing together as well as I can because of the Skype issues, which thank you very much, Skype, but that's what you get for free. And uh, then maybe what we'll do is, uh, well, we've got another week in between shows, but depending on if Mark ever wants to rejoin us, I guess we can uh, set up another time for maybe next week, or we'll just uh, go back to the normal schedule after that. Mm. Yeah. I'm, uh, I got a, I've got a big race this weekend up in uh, Nicholas. So I'm Monday is going to be real tight for me. So uh, I, you know, I think this will work as a show and uh, you know, let's look at two weeks from now. All right. Well then we'll, uh, we'll catch everybody two weeks from now. And if you're an uh, Iron Maiden or an Iron Warrior, or an Iron <laughs> Star, uh, I how, how do I know that was going? Hope you got the toenails painted uh, correctly without too many jarring. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some goofball work. He's got a Honda Goldwing. He thinks he's God's gift to motorcycles. I just I don't know good, about good, yeah. That's you know Iron Maiden was a cool band, but I, I'd say I, Iron I Warrior do sounds say, better because of the show and and Ed. Uh, Every time a Goldwing passes me on the freeway, I, I do think of the Iron Warrior. So, uh, um, <laughs> that's you know, like yeah, the most way, so. it's, it's the most convoluted American thinking. Like, yeah. No, you hear a Harley go by in, yeah. and you know, rattles the windows shut, but a Goldwing goes by in, and uh, it's like a whoosh of air, and it's like God, it doesn't even sound like a motorcycle. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
Well, Ed, would but, you uh, like hey, to? Man, uh, those what? were those were real good questions tonight. I hope uh, I hope we're able to send uh, some books out to those that that uh, that sent in and. And uh, even more so, I know you've sent quite a few books out, Brent, to guys that have written in. If anyone's yep. uh, taking the time to read the book, you know, we'd appreciate getting a note back on, on what you thought of the, the book and the content. Yeah, we'll, we'll also attempt to be a little bit more on time with these shows so that people know they're showing up. Because uh, I know in iTunes, if you, if well, I won't say if you as a listener, but as, it, as us, uh, if we miss enough shows, it will uh, lock out that podcast and then people have to refresh it. So definitely something to think about when uh when we're doing these shows so we'll try to be a little bit more on time maybe we'll actually have mark show up i don't know maybe if you hate mark you could just write in to me and we could petition to get rid of him could i get that address please (laughs) (laughs) all all comments can be sent via the site anonymously (laughs) yeah so all right well we'll see everybody in two weeks and we'll uh we'll try to get our act back together so we actually can get out good information uh maybe not have mark here anymore and uh hopefully hand out a bunch more books excellent hey thanks for your uh interest and your questions and uh for joining us on the perfect 36 yeah that almost perfect because ed is here that's right, almost. <laughs> so one side's better than the other. Ed would right. know what we're talking about well, if you listen to the first part. I, I, I mean, I'm in Utah. I'm in Utah tonight, so I'm being a good boy. Utah. <laughs> yeah. I won't ask. Utah. We'll, you know what? We we'll we'll save that till after I stop recording. So uh, okay. we'll see everybody in two weeks. Take care. Be safe. <laughs>